Hear the word of the Lord from Hebrews 2, verses 8 through 12. Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside of his control. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers. Years ago, I was the only believer who worked uh, for a small firm. And I remember one day my boss uh, came into my office and he said, Brandon, do you think that I should give everybody Good Friday off. And I said, well, that would be nice. I said, uh, it would be great not to have to fight traffic to get home in time to go to church. And uh, he said, you know, I've always wondered why you have church on Good Friday. He said, I understand Easter. On Easter, Christ is resurrected from the dead, and that's this big, miraculous, happy event and he said, but I just don't understand why you would celebrate the crucifixion and death of Christ. And, and he goes, I don't understand why you always talk about the blood and bleeding lambs and sacrifices and all these unpleasant things. And you know, that's not a bad question, is it? I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing here tonight? We, we call it Good Friday but I think for Jesus, it was probably a pretty bad Friday, right? It might be the worst Friday in the history of all mankind from one perspective. But we call it good, and we get together, and we sing songs, and we actually celebrate it. And if, if we're Christians, and if we're all about life, then why are we here together tonight? celebrating death? Well, the short answer is that we celebrate Christ's death because it brings us eternal life. But let's, let's not lose track of the fact that death is bad news, okay? Death was the work of Satan in the garden, and it continues to be Satan's work uh, even today. Uh, Satan, the serpent, tempted Adam and Eve when they were living in paradise and uh, communing with God. And death was brought into the world through their disobedience, through their sin. And death continues to be the consequence for our sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That is what the Scripture tells us. We can never be good enough on our own to please God, and we can never pay the price for our sin because that price is our death. But here it is, Jesus' death is very good news. That's exactly why Jesus' death is good news for us, because we cannot pay that price ourselves. 
See, God was not content to leave us in the misery of our sin with nothing to look forward to but our own death. He sent His own Son, Jesus, to live the perfect life that we could never live and to ultimately pay that price that we can never pay, death, all so that we can be reconciled to our Father. And this passage in Hebrews tells us of great benefits that we receive because of the death of Christ. And the first one is we get a king. We see first and foremost that, that Jesus' death led to his coronation as King Jesus. He is seated at the right hand of the Father right now. All things are in subjection to him. He is in control of all things. Colossians 2.15 tells us that he disarmed the rulers and authorities. That's referring to Satan and his demons. And he put them to open shame by triumphing over them in the cross. This is what Revelation 20 tells us is the binding of Satan. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, Satan can no longer roam around just deceiving whoever he wants. He is subjected to the power and authority of Jesus. That's good news. Another benefit we get is salvation. In verse 10, it tells us, and we just sang about it, that Jesus is bringing many sons and daughters to glory. Yeah, we have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of God. That is true. But Jesus never sinned, not even once. And through His righteousness, we have a restored hope of glory. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us that for our sake, He who knew no sin became sin so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. We might become the righteousness of God. Is that not amazing? Is that not something that we should celebrate? And it doesn't stop with just our salvation. We also get this thing called sanctification. We get to be sanctified, which means that even though Christ's righteousness is our own and we are given our hope of glory again, we're also being sanctified, which means we're being made more and more like our Savior, like Jesus, every day through the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.29 tells us that those He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed into the image of His Son. We get to be more like Jesus because He died for us on a cross. And man, it's not, that's not even the end of the good news. It says He's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. We're adopted into the very family of God. Imagine that. He's the firstborn of many siblings. And, and we share in His inheritance. We are co-heirs with the only Son of the Almighty God. Now that is amazing. And through that, we get this beautiful unity of purpose. God's will becomes our will. His mission of building a kingdom here on earth becomes our mission 
We're partnered with God, and we're partnered with one another and with Christians all over the world. And that is a benefit of Christ dying on the cross. And this kind of brings me to perhaps my, my favorite benefit, and that is we get fearlessness. You see, because of our salvation and our sanctification and this restored hope of glory and our adoption into the family of God, we don't have to fear death anymore. We don't have to fear judgment that comes after death because Jesus has tasted death for everyone. He died for us, for me, for you. I don't know what you've done, and I don't have time to tell you what I've done, uh, but it was, it was bad. And Jesus died for that. And so, He paid that price that we could not pay. Our eventual physical death is of no real true consequence because we have a hope of glory. We will have a spiritual life in paradise communing with Him for all eternity. And that's why we're gathered here tonight. We're celebrating the death of Jesus Christ because He tasted death for everyone. And that leaves us with just kind of one final question, which is, are you everyone? You know, we know not everyone goes to heaven. So, when it says that Christ tasted death for everyone, who, who is this everyone that we're talking about? I think we see the answer in perhaps the most famous verse of all time, John 3.16, which says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. You see, Jesus died for those who will believe in Him. So I know that this is a little bit crazy, right? The Word tells us that the world hears this and they say, that's foolishness. You nail a guy to a tree and then you think your sins are forgiven. In a moment, Ryan's going to take us to the table. The whole point of the table is for us to remember what Christ did for us on that first Good Friday. But right now, I'd just like you to close your eyes for just one moment and remember. Remember how Jesus died for you on a Good Friday a long time ago, nailed to a cross, beaten, bloodied, mocked, forgotten and abandoned by his friends. My sin and your sin on his shoulders, holding him there. It's horrible. So horrible. Yet so beautiful. Can you see it in your mind? Do you believe it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we believe it.
We believe that you came down from heaven and took on flesh and lived a life that we can't live and died a death that we can't die. And Lord, on Sunday, we're going to celebrate that you rose again from the dead and that you have forgiven our sins and that when we call on your name and confess our sins, you are faithful to forgive us. Lord, that is such good news. That is why we are here celebrating your life and your death this evening. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.